Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest this evening is an Emmy-nominated actor you know as Cousin Richie from The Bear. Go get him, Richie. Thank you, Chef. Walking add-on on table nine? Chef! All right, look alive, team. <clears throat> Almost there, just another seven courses. <laughs> I know you guys have probably waited a very long time to be here. Thank you. Uh, but I couldn't live with myself if I let this beautiful family leave Chicago without sampling one of my personal favorite dishes, Pequod's deep dish. No. Oh, you oh, did not hear God. me say that. <gasps> Manja, baby. <laughs> oh, my. God, you all are wonderful. No, stop it. You're wonderful. <laughs> Please welcome to The Late Show, Evan Moss Backrack. <laughs> so nice to have you on. Thank you. Uh, listen, uh, you, you, you've been nominated from Hell to Breakfast for your portrayal of, of, of cousin, of cousin Richie on, on The Bear. Congratulations on that. Thanks. I mean, obviously, congratulations on turning in performance Thanks. that everybody, everybody loves, including cool. myself. Would people bring you food now at a restaurant? Like, is there a little extra, you know, mustard on that ball, a little extra English when they give it to you because they know they're giving it to somebody who does a show about a restaurant or that life? I don't know. I would like to think so. I'm glad that it's like that as opposed to, like, a little, like, you know, pubic hair under the bun. You know what I mean? I'll t- <laughs> I don't know. It's very, it's very, the k- kitchens are very volatile. Very, there's some very know? weird cuisine out there, yeah, Evan. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you never know. So you shot The Bear in Chicago, yeah. which is a fantastic time. Did you have any experience with Chicago? I lived there for 11 years and loved okay. the place. Did you have much experience with Chicago before I you actually worked on the show? I made a movie in Chicago many years ago called The Lake House, mm-hmm. and that was my only other time that I was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Were you familiar with Italian beef, like Chicago Italian beef? Because I used to go to Mr. Beef all the time, and I was sweet and wet. That was my order. Sweet and wet? I'm sweet and wet, and okay. I'm just curious what your beef order is. My beef order is... Well, it's spi- yeah, spicy wet, I guess. Hot and wet. Hot and wet? Well, Hot that's wet. back okay. in the day. I don't know what it is now. You kids I, are doing your you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an actor. I don't live in the beef world so just, much. I just didn't you know, know whether if you'd, <laughs> I didn't know if you'd done a ride-along like with, a, with, a, with a beef cart. My, um, my brother came to visit me, and we, we went to... Um, where did we go? To... Uh, 
What's the what's the big? Well, there's Mr. Beef. Yeah. There's Mr. Gino's. Portillo's. We Portillo's. went to Portillo's. Okay. Sure. And we each got a hot dog and we shared like you know like a hot. We shared a hot dog. No, we shared it. We shared a beef. Okay. We, we each got our own hot dogs. Didn't know. We're big big boys. And um. And my brother was really into it, and he was like, "Do you think I could get another one?" He was flying out later. Do so you think I could take this on the plane? I was like, "That's no, you can't. I don't think you can take. A, I don't think they travel so well, you know." But you think the TSA would stop him, or it just wouldn't be good when he got to the oh, other yeah, end? Oh, maybe so. It might get to a certain point where it's considered a liquid, you know. If you dip it, and the yeah. how much jus you put on yeah, there, that's, that's what the I'm key. Saying. That's the key part. Maybe the dry travels. I don't know. I'm gonna now think um, about it. What was the audition process like for this for you? Um, I, <laughs> I was in London working on something, and with, this was in... Was it Andor? It was Andor. It's also you're fantastic in Andor. Thank you. All too soon. Yeah. You left us all too soon. I know, I know. It was special while it lasted. Uh, we, um, and I had to... This was in peak COVID time, and so my family was there, and everyone was mm. quarantining, and we were in this big loft, and, um... My daughters were doing Zoom school. I think my little one was maybe in fifth grade. My older daughter was in 10th grade at that time. And I had to, to do a scene with Jeremy. And it was a big confrontation scene about, about making the sauce right. And, you know, I was, I had my, my chains on. At this point, I was still sort of developing how, you know, how I wanted to play this guy. Sure. And, uh, but I knew, I knew it, was, it was at maximum volume. And my little daughter at one point ran over to me and was just like, she's like, we, we can hear you. We can hear everything. She's saying. in an online First classroom. First she thought I was yelling at my other daughter, which is not really how I communicate with her. Like, that's not really uh, my vibe as a dad. Um, so that was shocking. But then she was like, oh, we, we can, uh, all of Miss Leah's class. Here's, here's everything you're They're saying. They're learning new vocabulary yeah, words. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Did you ever wait? I was a, never a proper waiter. I was a cater waiter. Yeah. Right when I graduated from college, it was one summer. I got a, uh, the clip-on tie. I think I was making something like $17, $18 an hour, which felt really, really great. Sure, you know? in the day, yeah. They, um, I was enthusiastic. I love it. All the other cater waiters, they called me speedy because I was into my job, and they were pretty burned out and cynical and over it. And uh, I... Um, I maybe did seven or eight, like, bar mitzvahs and weddings. This is in New York and, you know, in New Jersey and in the fancy parts of Connecticut and upstate. And um, I got fired one day because I, um, we, this is, like, late 90s, and there was some sort of haute cuisine idea about this, like, um, like a cannoli shell, I guess, but, like, stuffed with mescaline greens. And like a... Vertical salad? Like a vertical, like a vertical wobbly salad that I had to kind of like walk over. I think it was in Westport, Connecticut. I'd walk over this hill and, you know, we were all in a procession. Procession, Everyone was like, everyone put it down at once. And so I put mine down and it fell over and exploded on this really fancy dressed woman who I think was, if I remember this correctly, like daytime talk show host, Jenny Jones. Oh. And she jumped up, and she was horrified, and, she, you know, she exclaimed, like, what, what, whatever she was wearing. You know, I don't know exactly what it was, but, you sure, know, sure. there was something that... You yeah. Know. And um, it was Italian, I think, and... Um... It cost more than $17 an hour. 
Yeah, and I was quickly ushered to the back, and I just sort of had to hang out in the garage as they finished up and cleaned up, and that, that was the extent of my cater waiter career. We don't, I only got this angle right here. Oh, okay. This is, this is you, and you're doing a scene here with, is it just Gene Wilder? Yeah, yeah, that's when Gene was Wilder. This? This, so this is my first, first movie I ever made, first TV. It was a TV movie for A&E. It was called Murder in a, in a, Murder in a Small Town, 1930s, Stamford, Connecticut. He played a guy called Cash Carter, who was a Broadway director who had such an eye for the truth, such a nose for the truth, that he could sort of divine when a criminal was telling the truth or not. He, his best friend was a detective who would enlist him to sort of help him solve crimes. So as someone who worked with, uh, with uh, Gene Wilder, what was it like to start working with the guy who looks like <laughs> Gene Wilder's grandson, Jeremy yeah. Allen White? <laughs> yeah. Because everyone has noticed this. Did you notice it the first time you walked on the set? I instantly felt very comfortable with him. I laid down in his arms. We kind of... <laughs> yeah. You asked him if he can solve murders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're pre-taping this for another show in January. This mm -hmm. isn't actually broadcasting tonight. What I'm saying right now is going to be totally cut out. Uh -huh. And I'm just curious if you have anything you want to ask me. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to ask me before we go? Because we have a mom moment more here. Um... I love what you've done for pistachios. I never got... Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did that. That was like... I know, it was a long time ago. That was like 10 ago. years ago. I did a pistachio commercial. Yeah. They came to me and they said, yeah. would you be the face of wonderful yeah. pistachios? And so I had my research department over at the Colbert Report. I said, hey, do me a favor. Look up and see if there's such a thing as a blood pistachio. I want to yeah. make sure... If it's just pistachios, yeah, yeah I'll be your nut yeah. man. But... But if there's like, if like they like their children cracking nuts no, uh, somewhere the, in the, the Congo, conflict-free uh, pistachios, yeah. and turns out no, they're all grown in California and they're pretty good. So I did it. Bought me a beach house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving you a hard time. I really no. Like oh, I don't believe that you are. Mm. And how about a commercial? Would you, would you want to do a commercial? Uh, no. Um, the, the oh, I can do pistachios, but you're too good for commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little shaming, just a little. Just um, a little bit, sure. I do want to say that you don't really get a sense of how amazing you guys are when you watch the show from home, and I just would like to just let you guys know. Thanks, man. that. For real. Yeah. Incredible. That's so nice you get to hear these guys every I, single it's day. It's such a pleasure. I mean, it's one of the hardest yeah. things about uh, it, it, both COVID and the strike is being away from the privilege of being on stage with these guys every night. Yeah, truly, um, sure. But we, I know we got to go here for one second, but I, I want to ask you about your Chicago accent. I really, I like it because it's not too heavy. Some people like go like, they make a nice sandwich over there, over by there, and yeah. they talk like that from Chicago. Yeah. But you don't hit it that hard. Where, what, what, how did you, uh, what was your model? How did you land that plane well, so softly? It was important to me because I think Richie has such a f understanding and love of Chicago history and the tradition. And he's also not a Chicago native. He's someone that had moved there. He's sort of an army brat. That, and but he sounds like he's from Chicago. Yeah, but I think some of that is a little bit of a performance. If you see, like, oh, if you I pay see. really close, it's like... The the accent is stronger sometimes, you know, when he when he's out when he's out sort of performing in some sort of situation. It's a little bit performative. Yeah. His accent gets stronger, and then it kind of gets more subtle. But um, I have yeah, I got like Teamster buddies there from when I when I first was there in Chicago making a movie, and I hung out with them. I remember as soon as I got off the plane for the second season, I was like, okay, it's been a while. I gotta I gotta figure out. I gotta get my Chicago back. And I called my friend Rob Martucci, and he said. He said, Evan, come down. 
he gave me some address somewhere, and I, I, I showed up, and it was a bowling alley. And we just, so it's like right, right back in it. And he wasn't even bowling. He was just like hanging out at the bar, eating hot dogs and drinking beer. <laughs> like, we were just like watching people bowl. I was like, oh, okay, I'm back. It's quick. Yeah. Well, Evan, lovely yeah. to meet you. Thank yeah, you so much for being here. The Bear is streaming now on Hulu. Evan Moss, Backrack, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives.